Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hey there, folks, it's Robin, and I'm popping in to talk to you about clean water because I'm going to be honest, I've been worrying about the contaminants in our tap water, and I knew I had to find a solution, you know, something reliable and effective. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue, and it's been a game changer for my family. AquaTrue's purifiers, they're basically like superheroes for your water, using a four-stage reverse osmosis process to tackle even the toughest contaminants. With PFAS, you know, those pesky forever chemicals making their way into nearly half of U.S. tap water, it is a relief to know that AquaTrue is certified to just kick them to the curb. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every home, from countertop setups to under-sink options. They've even got a Wi-Fi-connected model for the tech-savvy among us. And let's talk about those filters, okay? Long-lasting and affordable, they are a dream come true. There's no more like swapping them out every few months. AquaTrue's filters go the distance and last up to two years. Since switching to AquaTrue, I have noticed a huge difference. The water tastes cleaner, it's fresher, and the best part, I no longer have to worry about what's lurking in my tap water. Even my kids are drinking more water because of the ease of the countertop setup. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, our listeners are going to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and you're going to enter the code HEADSPACE at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Go get it. All right. Now, I I have to admit that lately I've been feeling a bit lost or a bit disconnected. When you feel that way, what do you do? I I dip into my my toolkit. 
that I, I always kind of have it handy. And it's filled with all kinds of practices or experiences that I can that I can just turn to depending on how I'm feeling at the time. So if it's a beautiful day outside, I might go for a walk. If I'm feeling a bit stagnant, um, I may do some exercising. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. Hi, everyone. This is Dear Headspace, a podcast Mm -hmm. where each week I sit down with a Headspace meditation teacher and we answer your questions. Now, you are probably wondering who I am. Well, I am Robin Hopkins. I am an actor, a writer, a podcaster, and I just so happen to be one of the producers. And I have to say one of because we have an amazing team, Mm -hmm. but I'm one of the producers here on this show. I am also a mom of two, and I'm a lady Mm -hmm. who is doing her best to meditate more and maybe yell at my kids a little bit less. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice, Robin. (laughs) Well, I'm Kay Songa. My name is Kay Songa. I'm one of the mindfulness meditation teachers here at Headspace. And I'm also a former licensed acupuncturist, a former psychotherapist, and a former bartender. Wait, what? (laughs) I feel like I can get all the good things at once from you. I can get a cocktail and psychological (laughs) help. I mean, that's perfect. I've worn many hats, Robin. I've worn many hats in my day. I love this. And now, (laughs) before we get into questions, I want to ask you. Are you nervous? Like, does sitting and doing a podcast, does that feel like a different format for you compared to you know being a meditation teacher? Well, I mean, naturally, it's a different format, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a podcast. But what I'm excited about is the questions. Because keep in mind, as a meditation teacher, if I teach a class, a huge part of any class, any mindfulness class, meditation class, is the discussion, is the dialogue yeah. that we get into. So, yeah, the questions are kind of like the essence of it all. Yeah. So I'm... I'm no, no, this is this is par for the course. I'm, well, I'm and, and our listeners don't know that I don't share the questions with you. Right, exactly. You just get like a general topic. So you are, you're coming in completely blind to what the but questions are. But that's how are. it is in real life, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone has questions that they just throw at you. Like when you were a bartender, that's how it was. People come in with their absolutely. problems. You didn't absolutely. know what drink they were asking for. <laughs> okay, well, I am so happy that you are here today with me, Kasanga. And coming up on today's show, we have some really exciting questions for us to tackle. We are going to talk disconnection, nice. procrastination, mm-hmm. and how the news can bring you down. So, Kasanga, are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Those are all things that we all deal with. They all pertain to our everyday life. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right, we're doing it. Here we go. Question number one. Dear Headspace, hi, this is Mary. Um, I can't stop watching horrible videos online about war and death and I keep having nightmares, but I can't look away. I want to be informed, but I think it's not good for me. So what should I do? Yeah. That's our first question. That is a a deep (laughs) question. It is a deep question. And And I think it's a question that everyone can relate to because of all of the things that are happening in this country, all of the things that are happening in this world. So I, I think I would, I would, I would just start there just saying, yeah, I'm in a space of just feeling a bit distraught, feeling a bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just accepting that this is where I'm at right now, you know? And, and I think that, no, I don't think, I know that that's okay. And know? when you say that, you mean the part about being stressed out, you're not speaking about 
the scrolling or the watching the news. You're just speaking about just general space of like, I am here and I have to acknowledge I'm here. Actually, I think I'm I'm saying okay to it all. All of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying okay Tell to it all. Tell me more. Because with, with um, what's the alternative? The alternative is, is judging yourself, saying I, I shouldn't be doing this, right? I, I shouldn't be doing that. The first step with any change that you want to make is that acceptance and that awareness. I, I, I'm scrolling. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Now, the next step is, what do I want? It sounds like with Mary, she wants to learn how to stop. She or in more moderation. Right. Is what right. I heard. Right, right, in more moderation. So we, we have this, this natural desire and urge to be informed of what's going on. And human nature, I have to say it, we all are attracted to drama. What? Right? A <laughs> <laughs> little right? bit, a little bit. Right. And so with social media, with the news constantly feeding us, there is a level of almost addiction here where mm-hmm. you're addicted to just information. It's like information overload. So again, if you want to change, if you want to shift out of that, you have to first accept, okay, this is where I'm at now. Now, what can I do? What can, what can I, That might mean putting down the phone. Mm-hmm. That might mean, as I do with my daughters, setting a timer. Right. Right. So this is step- timers work. Right. Exactly. So this is stepping into the the, the beauty of mm-hmm. technology, where you can set a timer for yourself, where yeah. it shuts off on its own. So that might be something to to keep in mind, Mary. Okay, but let's just say you're you're scrolling and you're you're in and you're you have the the mindset of I want to be informed. It's important. I'm an adult. I'm supposed to be informed <laughs> in this world, and this is what I'm supposed to do. What do I do when I'm in there and it's making me? How do I know it's making me feel bad? And mm. it, you know, how do I stop? Like, how do you know when's when's enough of information? So again, there, there's nothing wrong with looking, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with scrolling. There comes a point, and I, I've experienced it myself. When we know, okay, wow, this is too much. Yeah. Wow, I'm getting to that space of overwhelm. So I have, I have a mantra, and, and, I, and I call it what if, right? And I, and I use it for things that um, I want to change. If I want to eat something that might not be the healthiest for me, what if I just say no for now, right? Ooh, if I for want, now is powerful. Yeah, right. So what if I just put down the phone, right? And so... This what if mantra, what it does, it, it alleviates that pressure, mm-hmm. that judgment. Because if you should be doing something, then that means that if you're not doing it, it implies that you're wrong. Yeah. That, that you're being bad. So it creates a sense of judgment. So whenever you hear yourself saying should or I'm supposed, let that kind of be a ping word. All yeah. right, I might be in a space of judgment right now. Let me allow myself to shift out of it. And that's where the what if comes in. What if I just put this phone down? What if I turn off the television for now? What if I go for a walk, hmm. right? So that what if allows you to gently shift into another space. It it, it lifts that, that uh, judgment. Well, and what's interesting about what you're saying is that the key to stop doing it is your body is you're checking in with your body or a feeling, you know, in your in your center of like, oh, this this feeling is not a feeling I want to feel. Right. And that gives me the clue that I want to make a change. Yeah. And you know, what about 
for those moments when there's large scale tragedies happening in the world, whether it be, you know, 9-11, COVID, you know, what what about in those moments? Because you're bombarded with information Mm. during those moments everywhere you turn. I mean, think about COVID. Even if you put your phone down and you weren't Mm. scrolling through Twitter, everyone was talking about it. It was all in the public. What do you do then? (laughs) That's so common (laughs) these days, right? I mean, I remember, like you said, COVID hit. And then uh, I remember George Floyd happened Mm -hmm. right after. So it was almost like these events were just like stacking one and the other and the other. I think think that's when you have to allow yourself a a space of pause. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there are many tools you can use. One such tool is an acronym that I say, uh, STOP. And I remember distinctly with George Floyd. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I used this acronym um, where I just stopped just everything, like literally, almost like somebody pressed the pause button on you, all right? And you take a deep breath, and that's where the T comes into play. And you just take a deep breath, or as many deep breaths. They say, so what you're trying to do with taking this breath is you're trying to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. And the easiest way to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is in charge of relaxing you, mm-hmm. bringing you down, is by taking deep breaths, right? So take one to five deep breaths. See how you feel. Now, the O is to observe. Observe what's present. I'm in a space of anger right now. I'm in a space of frustration, mm-hmm. anxiety, overwhelm. So, so taking the time to observe that, though. Yeah, right? without judgment. Without judgment, absolutely. And then the P is proceed. And proceed is moving forward making a wise decision, making a skillful Mm -hmm. choice versus reacting. So you're saying that one, she's she's got this issue. We're not going to call it a problem because that's judgment. She's got an issue. She's aware of it. Yeah. Um, she needs to bring awareness to her actions. So she needs mm-hmm. to check in with her body. She needs to make sure, you know, when she starts to feel that, I mean, for lack of a better word, like kind of that icky, that mm-hmm. icky feeling within her body mm-hmm. that sure. she then tries to bring in the what if. You know, what if I put this down right now? Like, what yeah. if that's my limit? And then she begins a practice where she could implement stop, which you talked about, to begin practicing like a reset and then to come back and to try again. But the biggest takeaway I heard was the taking the judgment out of it so yeah. that she can play in the space of practicing, protecting herself and taking care of herself. Is absolutely. that fair? No, no, that's absolutely spot on. And, and- I listened to you, Cassandra. <laughs> Yeah, and just to piggyback, and obviously the last thing is, um, with all of this, just be extremely patient and gentle with yourself. All right, so obviously what Mary needs is to have Kasanga on speed dial. I think we've solved it. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. So let, let's move on to question number two. Okay, let's do it. This is Brett Taylor. So I've been meditating with Headspace for, it's been about maybe like seven or eight years, but somehow it still feels like a daily chore. It's important to me, I would love to be meditating on a more reliable and consistent basis. Uh, It keeps me more present and alive to the worlds inside and around me. But I do find myself, I will procrastinate beforehand. Even if it's just for like a five minute meditation, I'll still procrastinate. It doesn't feel like the treat that I know that it can be. It feels currently like it's a means to an end. But I'm 100% sure that it doesn't have to be this way. So as far as like bringing the fun into meditation and making it feel like something that I look forward to, 
Um, I would love some guidance. Oh, Brett, that, I mean, I am with Brett on this question. Yeah. Right? No, no, totally. Totally. I, I remember when I first started practicing and everything Brett said, I can totally relate to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that procrastinating and knowing that it's something that's good for you, but still putting it off. I feel like I put off most things that are good for me for no apparent reason. It's, it's Why do wild, we do right? that? Why I, do we do I that? I think it's human nature for some reason. That's the ultimate question. Why, right? Why yeah. procrastination? I don't know. I think meditation is one of those activities that kind of falls into that easy to procrastinate bag. What else is in it? Like like exercising. exercising. Oh, for sure. So with exercising, you know you procrastinate perhaps because... Well, it's going to be uh, hard. And that shit is painful. <laughs> but so with meditating, with meditation, it's easy. I think it's one of those activities that it sounds easy. But when you sit down with yourself yeah. and with your, your thoughts, with your mind, it's like, wow, okay, this is a lot more complicated than I anticipated. Than I it's thought. hard. Yeah. I find it, it. I mean, I'm a person where my brain's going a million miles an hour. Mm. And so to slow down and to just sit five minutes can feel like five hours. Right. So I think with meditation specifically, and I can only speak, this is this is when I, like I said, when I first started meditating, I experienced this. And this is what I kind of did for myself to kind of ease myself into the practice. So that's key, right? easing yourself into the practice. I wonder, Brett, if you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to, I don't know, to, like to I have- have to do seven days a week, 40 minutes right, each time, like right, that kind of thing. Right. I, I wonder if Brett is painting some picture of how he's supposed, supposed to. Yeah. to be practicing. <laughs> yes. Right. Versus just, okay, this is how I'm practicing right now. So I, w- I will say first, paying attention to that. Mm. What kind of pressure are you putting on yourself, Brett? Right? So because that pressure can kind of impede your practice in and of yeah. itself, right? So that, that could be a, a, a first step. Secondly, I would say to do simple go-to prompts, right? You have writing prompts. You have meditation prompts. Um, a simple one, and this is one that you might have heard me say before, is when you wake up in the morning, I don't care who you are, where you live, you have to, at some point upon waking, Place your feet on the floor to get out of bed. Okay. Right? Unless you just float out of bed and you're, (laughs) right? (laughs) But yeah, so that can be a prompt in and of itself. Once your feet hit the floor, boom, that can be a three to five minute sitting meditation on the edge of your bed. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And so Brett mentioned creating something to look forward to, right? So I look forward to waking up. I'm grateful for waking up. I look forward to waking up because I know that before I even get into anything, once my feet hit my lovely floor, I'm going to drop into a three, five minute practice. You know what I love about that in particular is Mm -hmm. that I I have the best intentions in the morning, Mm -hmm. but I've got kids and like life moves. And then as soon as I start doing that first thing, I go, I got to go feed the cat. It's all over. And so I love the opportunity that you're presenting to say, before you click into your day, stop and take a moment to start the practice. Sure. Before you click in, drop in. All right. I see what you and- did there. <laughs> Look at that. That wasn't even scripted. Well done. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so that's what I did for a while. That was my practice. And then it evolved. 
Yeah. And it evolved, it evolved organically and naturally. So then I was like, okay, you know what? And I was taking a class at the time. In class, we used these meditation cushions, and I placed it right by my bed. So I would place my feet on the floor, and eventually I just shifted right down into the cushion. Oh. Yeah, and so keeping that in mind also, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. At all. A simple cushion, a simple seat, make it as simple as possible. Just like adding on. Just adding on. And it'll, it'll, it'll happen organically. Yeah. Taking that pressure, just take that pressure away. Well, and I also think... So my kids are 13 and 11, and my youngest mm. one has got this thing in his head now where he wants to maybe work out, and he wants to kind of get into shape. Nice. And every once in a while, he'll say, so I'm going to work out every day. You know, I'm going to I'm work out every day. And I'm always like, you're setting yourself up for failure in some ways. It's a lot of pressure. Because that's, you're 11, yeah. and you also love gaming, and you you have school, and you yeah. have all these other commitments. Like, what if we just looked at three times a week to yeah. start? You know, it's just, I, I, I often think, I know for myself that I set I set the goal too high, too fast, too soon, yeah. and then I flame out. I love that you said that, Robin, because Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> what came to mind with that is also consistency, right? Mm-hmm. So consistency is key. So even with your example of your, your son, you mentioned instead of every day, you said three, three times a week. Three times a week. So let's scale that back. Let's shift that a little bit. What if every day... Upon waking, mm-hmm. 10 push-ups. Do you find that a habit is better um, solidified if you do it every day versus multiple times in a week? I, I, I Absolutely. Like when I first started meditating, I meditated every day. Yeah. But I put ridiculous pressure to, to sit for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It was absurd, Robin. Yeah. It didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> at all. You know, so I had to quickly, quickly scale that back. Yeah. Three minutes every day is doable. It really is. Especially, again, feet on the floor. Waking up, feet on the floor, three minutes, boom. Do you have any sense of why we avoid the things that are actually good for us? No, I think that's just the mystery of life, yeah. Robin, right? Not to get too mystical or cosmic here. I think that is one of the mysteries or one of the obstacles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, that's one of the secrets that we're designed as human beings to experience. Yes. You know? Well, it, that's where growth comes, right? Yeah. Like when you are able to, like I know when I show up and I do that thing that I was procrastinating on, when I finish, I'm like this, I'm a champion. Right. Like you, I you, am <laughs> so proud of myself and that's the growth. And then there's equal learnings in the days that I missed. Yeah. And I feel bad about myself. And then I have to ask that question of myself, do I want to feel bad or do I want to feel good? That might be the, the answer right there, right? Your intention. So so what is your intention? What do you want to accomplish in your life? In whatever arena we're, yeah. we're talking. How can you best accomplish what you want to accomplish without hurting yourself with judgment, without hurting yourself emotionally? It's an interest. It's, it's a great question. I mean, I feel like that's it's a just, meaning of life type question. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, and not it just because I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's truly one of the, the the mysteries. Yeah, and and Brett, just keep us posted. We're we want to know how this practice goes for you, and, and you know the self discipline and all of that. Absolutely, yes. Please keep in touch. We'd love to see how your journey continues. All right, let's move into our last question. Are you ready, Kasanga? I'm here for it. I wanted to ask. How do I process feeling like I never belong to anything? If I were to put much stock into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I can interpret that I would never reach self-actualization because I have yet to feel what love feels like. 
and I have never felt like I belonged to anything. I do not always feel like I belong to a community, especially not a black community, and I struggle to maintain supportive relationships with other women. I have a doctoral degree, and yet I do not feel like I belong to an educational elite or circle. Sometimes I think I landed on the wrong planet, and now I'm trapped. I identify as black and female. I was born human, yet my ethnicity is much more complex, and I'm not even sure I like humans sometimes. And it's because of the cruelty and trauma I've experienced within my own family history, the workplace, and among my social groups. So I guess I'm basically asking, where do I belong on this planet? And how can meditation help me solve this dilemma? Ooh, that is a deep, layered question. I mean, I just felt I wanted to put my hand on my heart yeah. for her. Yeah, that, that, there, there's so many layers to, to, to that question. I just in the question I just felt for her because yeah. you could you could feel you know we we talked at the top about disconnection and you could just yeah. feel what it like feeling disconnected what what it's doing to her for sure and I would um so I'm gonna dip into a couple of bags here so with with with, with Sakari she 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 mentioned um, a lot of external factors and so what initially came to mind for me is I'm curious about what is Sakari's relationship with Sakari, All right? And it sounds like this feeling of disconnect, um, which is completely natural and perfectly okay, because I think we all may experience this feeling of disconnect at some point in our lives. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure it's something that she was experiencing pre-pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah. So it might have even been exacerbated. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure that kind of catapulted her, her feelings. So I would, I would, um, that's, that's the kind of questions I would ask Sakari. You know, how do, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about spending time with, with Sakari? How do you feel about um, stepping into this uh, space of what I call empowered solitude, mm-hmm. right? I, I think before Sakari can connect to the outside, um, I would encourage the car to connect with with herself. Yeah, it's and, almost like you're saying it's like you can't love someone else until you love yourself right, first. So right, so like that's, that, the, that's right. what comes back. Exactly. That, that's that's the whole premise with with love and kindness, right? Mm-hmm. Before you can spread love and kindness to others, you have to first cultivate it within yourself. Yeah. yeah. Especially since I'm hearing that she's experienced some trauma in her life, right? As we all have, we all have had experienced our own level of trauma. Some more than others, naturally. So I think because of that, I would encourage Sakari even more so to investigate her relationship with herself first. And so how does that look? Well, as a former psychotherapist, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Yeah. And she mentioned some family trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, She mentioned being a black woman in this world, in this country, which... I mean, I could totally relate to. I mean, I'm not a woman, but I am black. I'm a black man. So I understand um, to some extent what she's experiencing. So so all of that, I would, I would highly encourage stepping into some therapy. She asked about meditation. So as a former psychotherapist, almost all, I'll say almost all of my clients, I had and I blended therapy with mindfulness and meditation. Because the two go hand in hand. I was going to say, I was just going to say that exact same phrase. They really do. Yeah. So um, 
No, hopefully she'll be able to find um, a therapist that does have that mindfulness meditation background. Um, if not, the therapy can still be good, and then she can pair the meditation yeah. on her own. So that's one way. Thera- therapy mm-hmm. can be one way to cultivate this this empowered solitude. Well, so in Sakari's question, there's a real, there's even a question within that of what does it mean to her to belong? Mm. So like what what does it mean to belong? You know, maybe that's even often what, she's thinking about herself so um when you text you mm-hmm. have all of these abbreviations yeah right like lmk yeah let me know right so with this particular i would use i y k y k if you know you know there's a there's an innate um feeling that we all have as far as connection is concerned yeah and you know when it's genuine and when it's not yeah oftentimes we force it we're not completely honest with ourselves. We want that connection to happen. We want it to exist so badly because we all yearn for yeah. it. We all yearn for that that feeling of belonging. And so oftentimes we force it or we're not honest with ourselves about whether this connection is genuine or not. Yeah. But you know. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, intangible. I can use myself as an example, even here at Headspace. I knew the connection that I had with the people here was genuine, off tops, because you feel it. Yeah. You feel it in your bones. Yeah. So it's the same way whenever you meet someone. You just got to tap in. And I, and I think that's where the practice, mm-hmm. um, the meditation, the mindfulness practice really comes into play. Because with this practice, again, you get in contact with yourself first before you try to force a connection with anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Well, I think of it as times like in my life, like maybe in my early 20s, like maybe I wasn't as confident. Mm. And in the relationship sphere, I was like, why am I not attracting anyone? Because I was just like desperation walking around being like, please love me. Please love right, me. And it's like, right, that's right. no one's going to love a person who isn't loving themselves. And that was the work I had to do in order to attract my wife. Like I needed to fully and completely love myself wholly as I am. And then she showed up. Absolutely. Immediately. So you mentioned that therapy and um, meditation kind of go hand in hand Mm. together. Can you speak a little deeper on how they complement each other or how that, how you feel that works together? So when you meditate, you're allowing yourself to, in a sense, learn how to be with whatever is present, whether it's the strong emotions, whether it's the racing thoughts. Yep. Whether it's the physical pain. So you're learning how to be with that. And then from there, paired with therapy, you're learning how to process it. You're learning how to process what is present for you. Yeah. So the two paired together, it's like um it's like magic. I was yeah. gonna say it's like wine and cheese, but magic is also yeah. <laughs> But I do but I do have to say, like, I think we need to be mindful that not everyone has the financial means to go to therapy. I know that there's places where there's sliding scales and all that stuff, but mm. even that might be out of reach for some people. Do you have thoughts or tips for people that maybe the finances are an issue? Sure. Um, there are places, and I used to, I know that there are places that offer pro bono therapy sessions, pro bono meditation classes. And I know they exist because I used to work. I used to yeah. work with a nonprofit that provided um, these kind of services. 
So you might have to be resourceful, but it exists and it's out it, there. It, it is. It, it, it is out there. Um, unfortunately, not enough. Yeah. But it, it is out there. Kasanga, that was amazing. Um, I, I can't say it enough. Like, I'm so impressed with your practice and your advice and, like, all the vibes that you're giving. Like, anyone who just tuned into this is going to walk away with just such knowledge and power. Like, I'm going to walk away feeling better. Oh, Robin, thank you. I mean, thank you. Thank for you reals. so much. It's, it's, um, it's my pleasure. I truly believe that this world would be a better place if, if everyone meditated and adopted this lifestyle yeah. of mindfulness. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I especially was really tuned in. I mean, you might have heard it during during the call, but when you were talking to Brett around procrastination and, you know, for the folks who tuned in last week, you know that I am working on an appreciation meditation series. I started it for my birthday. um, Right. Because I wanted to start my year off in a place of appreciation for all these wonderful things that are happening in my life. Of course. I am very slowly working on it, Sangha. <laughs> slow, but I'm, but but I now have the the feet on the floor thing. That's one important thing that would be helpful. Steadily, you're steadily working oh. on it. Oh, see, look at this. Less judgment <laughs> in what you said than what I said. Indeed, no, no, no. I I love that series. I, I also think that um, for folks who have um, questions that resonated with anything that we talked about today, whether it's the procrastination or the disconnection, there are uh, meditations that are actually on the Headspace app that can be very beneficial. Um, there's actually a fight procrastination um, video with Kevin Hart. Is there really? Yeah, it's with Kevin Hart on the app. And I think that can be um, that can be very helpful. Um, for disconnect, there's a connect with nature mm-hmm. meditation. Um, and there's also a we are all connected meditation. That's right there on the Headspace app. Oh, that's amazing. That's so perfect and right on. And I mean, and this is why, this is why I brought you here. No one else. It was just (laughs) me who said, this is Kasanga today. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Everyone wanted you here. So I am going to, I am going to take your words. I'm going to prioritize this too. I am on it. But I do want to say to the people who are listening, if you have questions for our teachers and you want to be on a future episode, all you have to do is head over to sayhi.chat slash Dear Headspace. You get to record your question there. Awesome. Yeah, right? And if we feature your question on the show, you're going to get three months of free Headspace for yourself or a loved one. I mean, you can't beat that. You You, can't beat that. You're right. You can't. Yeah. And And just everyone, please, please continue to send us your questions. You have no idea how much we love receiving your questions and just hearing from the community. That's really what we're all about. Well, I'm sad to say it, but it is time for us to go. But I'm going to, one, I'm going to ask you if you'll stay here and keep fixing me. And then I want you to tell people about the little sonic treat that we have for them. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. Um, What we've done is we've built in some time for you to actually digest what you've just learned alongside the delightful sounds of a crackling campfire. This is a moment just to just allow your mind to just do whatever it wants to do to uh, transition from this space that we've been in into whatever you have next to do. Uh, so I'm going to say it till next time. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And always, always be kind to each other. Words to live by. <laughs>
Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, Baron Farmar, and Danny Christamy. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, and Eve Lewis Prieto. Sound recording and post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a very special thanks to Colleen Lutz.